All right. Welcome to uh, Core Core Doctrine 23, The Son of Man in Our Faith and Work Bible. And this devotional was interesting to read today. I'm going to go ahead and read the first paragraph or so from it. It says, Jesus' favorite self-designation, Son of Man, has a rich tapestry of meaning that highlights this his heavenly origin, earthly calling, and glorious future. Yet, in Acts 7, the use of this title particularly highlights his role of mediating between God and humanity. As the Son of Man, Jesus is now seated at the right hand of God, ruling over all creation. For the first time in human history since Adam's fall, A human has fulfilled the creational mandate to rule over this world in God's likeness. Seeing Christ at the right hand of God gives courage and confidence to those who look to him, for we have direct access to God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'll read uh, Acts 7.56, which is the verse for today. Look. He said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. My family uh, recently watched uh, an episode that I was thinking about from from the Chosen series. If you haven't seen any of that, you definitely should. It's about Jesus and all the people who interacted with him while he was on earth. I had an interesting thought today after watching that episode yesterday it was it was a touching episode because Jesus healed a man with leprosy and part of it and then he healed a man who was paralyzed from the waist down in a in a later part of it and the thought that struck me today was something I'd never really thought of before Jesus healed people he had the awesome power of God to heal, and he, u- and he used that to help others. But at the end of his life, he was on the cross, suffering, dying for those around him that he had shown so much love for. It was kind of like he only had so much superpower, and he chose to, gave it all, he chose to give it all away. For the benefit of others and at the end he really had nothing left to give away he had given it all you know his his amazing unselfishness and generosity generosity to, to give away everything that you have for the benefit of someone else it's it's incredible so I'm not really sure why that thought hit me you know I I kind of always thought Jesus could he was you know, able to do anything he wanted, but it, it was, but it kind of seems true. He, he had given it his all. He had given it all away by that point. It's, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure God can explain it to me someday in heaven, but I'll go ahead and read another part of this devotional. It's a, a story that you'll enjoy. It's a, it's about a house mom at a children's home talking about her experience in that role. I'm a house mom at a children's home where my husband and I spend our days parenting other people's kids. 
In addition to our own son and daughter, we have six boys whose ages range from 7 to 15 living with us. They are children from hard places whose parents are usually impoverished or imprisoned. As much as possible, we try to maintain relationships with their parents because we believe that's in the children's best interests. There are times when we certainly see the fruit of our labor, but most days we have to, <clears throat> have to search hard with eyes of faith to find a reason for our everyday work. To be sure, we could have handled certain situations better. For example, we once had a boy living with us who was prone to lying. As we got to know his mother, we discovered that she was prone to lying also. She would promise him things and never deliver, making it harder for him to live in the world. To be honest, I didn't like her. I eventually learned that she had been lying about me. Threatened by my role in her son's life and seeing me as a replacement mom, she told him that she had been calling him on the house phone, but that I was deleting her messages to keep them apart. My dislike for her turned to hatred. Instead of speaking directly with her, though, I talked with her son. I told him that she was lying and that he could confirm it by checking her caller ID every day. But once he knew how I felt about her, things went from bad to worse. He internalized how I felt about his mother, thinking that I must feel that way about him, too. Within days, he voluntarily left our home. Instead of keeping my eyes on Christ, who gives dignity to all people, I looked at her. I focused on her faults and how she was treating me. I was more concerned with defending myself against her lies than empathizing with or praying for her. Looking back, I can see that she needed grace and love because she was caught in a generational cycle of emotional abuse and neglect. At the time, though, I refused to see that. Instead, I labeled her and cast her aside because of how her sin was affecting me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, when parents speak lies about me, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, when parent, parents speak lies about me, I do not look at them, but at Christ, who is seated at the right hand of God. This gives me power and courage to love them as fellow sinners. This doesn't mean things are always easy. They aren't. And extending forgiveness is sometimes painful. But I know as I rest in Christ's sovereign reign that there is joy in seeing people as God sees them, as beings made in his image and recipients of his grace. And, you know, that's the end of that story. I, that It makes me think about how I look at people. Do I see them as God sees them? Do you, or, or do we just see how they are making life more difficult for me or for you or for anybody else? Like the house mom said, when she focuses on Christ, that gives her the power and courage to love them as fellow sinners. I can definitely think of people I've worked with, people who were close to me that, you know, I saw as people that, have made my life more difficult at certain times. But after reading this, I, it's easy to see that God doesn't want me to focus on that. You know, this the story makes it pretty clear. God wants us to treat people like Jesus did. Pour out ourselves for their benefit. Love them, not 
because they can do anything for us, but because we are called to love others the way Jesus did. That's our purpose here on earth, all of us. And maybe all of us will find that our lives will be richer because of that choice if we can choose to love others like Jesus did, giving everything until there's nothing left to give. So those are those are my thoughts today about this devotional. I thought the story was was really really good and and like I mentioned earlier, I definitely recommend the chosen series if you can watch that on Amazon Prime or wherever you can see that. All right, I'll go ahead and go into prayer for us. Lord, thank you for this uh, opportunity to uh, read a little bit about Acts and to think about how you love others and how we can love others that's, you know, in ways that are unselfish, that are they're not thinking about us, not thinking about what, you know, what other people are doing to us, but what we can do for them. Help us to think in those terms like you did while you were here on earth, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.